1: What up, everybody? It's me, Tom Howard. We're going to talk all about federal cannabis legalization news today. That's because uh, the main story that we have uh, is federal cannabis reform has stalled in Congress. Uh, first, I wanted to thank our sponsor, mostly because we have one, and that is CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. If you're looking to get into the cannabis industry, check out CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And now let's get to the news summary. Let's go to Brand. Yeah.
2: What up Mickey? What, uh, I forget a part of the show when I watch you in the beginning. Well <laughs> Ooh, we can, what we can talk about.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about federal <laughs> cannabis legalization news because that is our top story. We have seven stories. Mickey's got one too about Quebec. So we got an international story to round out the seven. So it's cannabis uh, reforms that's stalled in Congress. However, mm. Delaware is bringing equity back in its legislation. Uh, federal and state officials want standardization in the industry. South Dakota's governor has gone completely off the chain. Um, and then Ohio is nearing its signature request. Many states are legalizing cannabis and psychedelics in 2022. Arizona set a sales record. And what was uh, your story that you wanted to cover today? Make- get,
2: uh, the first dose vaccination is quadruple in Quebec ahead of the restrictions at liquor and cannabis stores out of
1: liquor and cannabis stores. That one's crazy. The one that I thought was crazy, this one popped up in my um, uh, feed because I have Hootsuite to help manage the... And so it's it's facebook.com backslash free THC. Miggy torched it. and So this one got like 2.8 million uh, reactions and 223,000 engagements. And so I was wondering when I was looking at Hootsuite this week, uh, why there's this off the chart uh, week in cannabis Uh, At free THC, facebook.com backslash free THC is marijuana prohibitions unconstitutional. Mickey, did you make that meme or did you
2: find it? I found it, it. but it's that ass. That's what made I mean, that's what's gonna do it, man. That's how you get get three million people, man. That's why I say, when I, we, you know we've been doing that page for it's a, it's been like a psychological experiment for me, dude. Like, yep. It, it fru- it's frustrating to see like TNA and cat videos get spread like hundred million whatever, but then like the 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 prisoner post and the whatnot. Oh, prisoner you know, post like, ignored. Ignored. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's we got some more bad news about how things are. Uh, it's out of NBC News reporting. Nothing has changed. Nothing so, has changed. Frustration on the Hill with the Biden administration or no movement at the federal level, according to NBC News.
2: It's a no brainer, though, man. I mean, like, uh, we, we, we knew about this. Like, the, this the parliamentary procedure is so messed up right now. You know, until they get rid of that filibuster, like, really nothing's going to be happening. And then they're not going to be getting rid of filibusters. They're going to actually enforce it, right? That's how that mm-hmm. really works.
1: So, Right. All right. Well, you know, there's some interesting tidbits in this. One year into the can- the new administration, cannabis reforms largely stalled, fueling disappointment and concerns that legalization or decrim of marijuana at the federal level is merely a pipe dream. Nothing has changed, and it's really frustrating, says Narman Jarris, chief brand development officer in the Michigan-based cannabis company Exclusive Brands.
2: Yep. I, I just don't, you know, uh, uh, like the, the MORE Act, the, the safe banking, none of this stuff's going to get through. And so... People can realize, like, yeah, there's a fair election, there's a way that we go about doing things, but until people realize that we're gonna keep having these stalemates. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, this this Schumer punt. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I guess you could call it a Schumer punt, but this poor this company,
1: they they had their bank account closed after depositing a pay- paycheck because why? It's a cannabis company, so the money came from cannabis. Uh, and then there's no safe banking act that has passed. It's just still, I'm there. Has this been a pipe dream? How frustrating is that? If you're frustrated right now at Congress, I want you to make sure that you smash the like button still, and then still subscribe to Canvas Legalization News and 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 leave us something down there, and let us know what you think we should do. Because uh, it has been very frustrating to watch the last year. The last year sucked. Like the thing that ended with the last year was fueling surging uh, uh, omicron variant infections everywhere. Well,
2: you know these bills passed though. I mean, they like they get to a certain momentum where people get excited, you know, activists are like, Ooh, we've never seen a cannabis bill ever. You know, now we have three at one time, but now what was the reason to push forward? Where's their hurry? They don't, everybody's already got their, their, you know, it's going to be state by state. I I honestly think the state, you know, uh, uh, I saw uh, Ohio uh, resubmitted the signatures. So they're going to hopefully fingers crossed Ohio, you guys, you know, get something this year. We have a we have a report
1: out of Ohio later in the story, but Kevin Sabat even uh, got in on this. Can you imagine that Kevin Sabat quoted? Yeah. Former Obama administration drug policy advisor and president of the smart approaches to marijuana, uh, which basically means they want to continue the prohibition that has failed for the past 80 years, uh, says the current regulatory climate mirrors President Joe Biden's own ambivalence about marijuana. In 1982, Biden was actually one of the people that helped coin the phrase drug czar when he pushed then President Ronald Reagan to create a new office dedicated to curbing the flow of narcotics by organized crime. Oy. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he, Biden gets elected and then within uh, a few months, two months taking office, five White House staffers terminated over cannabis use. So you can't even use weed and work in the White House, the Joe Biden White House. I mean, why do we? I guess we really shouldn't be all that surprised,
2: right? No, right. But the fact that even like, that Kyma Sabat's given like a, a voice, right? We're, we're still being gaslit, right? And all none. This could all like happen if like we were all on the same page one day, like if everybody was mad for the same reason instead of clinging to their pearls for whatever. Right. I don't. I don't get it. Well, you know, here's here's a, a little quote from.
1: Um, Let's see, what's her name? Jen Pisaki. She is the White House press secretary. And he has not been, Biden has not been grinding through White House press secretaries like Trump did. But she was quoted as saying Biden supports leasing decisions regarding legalization of recreational drug use up to the states, rescheduling cannabis as a scheduled two drug so researchers can study its positive and negative impacts. And at the federal level, he exports decriminalizing marijuana use and automatically expunging any prior criminal records. White House press secretary, Jen. Pisaki said in an April press briefing and it's no longer April, is it? It's I mean, like 2021 right. was a blur, but still it's not April.
2: Right. Yeah. No, you're right. But you know, even though Biden and both Harris, cause people are like all like, you know, the rest of people are pot, you know, there's always politicians job is trying to stay in power. Right. They're trying to always change their opinion and all that stuff. But yeah, but Garland though, when he, when he said that, you know, I want to let the science, prevail like that's the first time somebody with authority actually really said but, some common sense shit
1: yeah well <laughs> crux of the story is cannabis legalization is stalled out on capitol hill and so yeah. you know as we move on don't forget to timestamp. this at seven twenty-five, right how do we timestamp stamp a thing miggy
2: well you yeah. write it down and then <laughs> ah,
1: you write it down okay and work on automating that tool Switching task to Delaware. Delaware has a new social equity bill that has been filed with key equity revisions to it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Marijuana moments reporting. This came out of Kyle Yeager from a few days ago. Uh, Representative Ed Owensky is sponsoring legislation again. It would allow adults 21 and older to purchase and possess up to an ounce of cannabis, but no home grow.
2: Of course. So, uh, what is the bill? What is it legalizing? What is the name of it enabling? Uh, it says equity. They they would legalize and they would put or, the,
1: the marijuana commission would go under their division of alcohol, alcohol tobacco, and enforcement in Delaware and it would be responsible for regulating the market, the market, and issuing business licenses for retail, cultivation, manufacture, and labs. Meaning, I don't see a transport. I don't see it. Well, if you want to do a nursery, you're going to have to get a cultivator license. Equity is also built into the scheme, though. Uh, after 19 months of the bill's enactment, regulators have to approve 30 retailer licenses, half of which would go to people identified as social equity applicants who have been disproportionately impacted by cannabis criminalization.
2: Do you know of a state, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, to prove that you live in there? Is that required for uh, be part of the dollar market? Does uh, like Residency.
1: Yeah, well, no. And yes. And so like if you're going to get a social equity uh, distinction, very often you can get it through a um, residency, long time residency in a uh, disproportionately impacted area. If you are a social equity applicant joining us and watching smash some likes, I want to come up in your feed more often Then go over to CannabisIndustryLower.com and see if you're qualified for uh, the cannabis industry. But social equity applicants very often have the uh, long time residency. So they've lived for five out of the past 10 years in a disproportionately impacted area or an economically uh, damaged area. I can't remember exactly what New Jersey called it. It wasn't specifically what uh, Illinois called it or what Connecticut's called it. But wherever it, it kind of goes, and now it's coming in Delaware as well, there are these disproportionately impacted areas or these economically dis- you know, empowered areas uh, that have been drawn up on maps. And if you live there, and then in some states, you also have to have income requirements. So like in Connecticut, you got to be like certified
2: poor. Um, that's so crazy, and, though. Like, yeah. like, I just love how the here's a social equity program. Here's for all you people have been beat down and uh are supposedly broke now and not doing well. But we're gonna give you a chance. Here's your lottery ticket, but you still need another half a million behind you. Yeah, you
1: were, <laughs> that can be tricky because those people can be uh, very slippery to deal with and not always keep their intentions uh, front and center. And you know, uh, there's it's a lot. Of lawsuits in the cannabis industry, a lot, like, you know, a, a lot of the people that will win those licenses will end up in court because of the money.
2: Well, let's be honest. The the, the 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 equity applicant is a lot of times a different disenfranchised person who is easy to take advantage of. They're not they're not savvy. They're not legally yeah. savvy. They're not book savvy. They're not whatever uh, business savvy. Right. They probably would have left then, you know, like if they yeah. were, and they probably also
1: be making more than the average income as opposed to like a fraction of the median income. Because if they were an astronaut, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't use the word astronaut, like a, an entrepreneur or something like that, like a Richard Branson astronaut, uh, they probably would have moved, you know, from that area.
2: Yeah. But, and again, it's just like they're fishing for these, you know, like in a barrel, you know, fishing in a barrel. They're poor. They they want a chance to like get what succeed in life to create that generational wealth, but uh, it's it's unfortunate, man. Yeah, and then some people can take advantage. It's one of the reasons why. Shout out to New
1: Jersey, making sure that they have those uh, financial source agreements rules. So there are certain rules you have to have in Jersey so that it will um, not be something that is taking advantage of the social equity applicants. So hopefully. That is built into the Delaware stuff. I'm not sure if they are uh, that clear on it yet. So um, let's see, 15% excise tax on the cannabis sales. 7% of tax revenue goes to adult, uh, from the sales will go to the new justice reinvestment fund. And the legislature is going to be tasked with appropriating the remaining revenue after administrative costs are covered. That's going to support grants and uh, focus on initiatives uh, of jail diversion, workforce development, technical assistance for p- communities in economically disadvantaged and disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. That's how they're putting that particular phrasing in Delaware, it seems.
2: I just, I, I don't know how these, like in all the states, how is a disadvantaged person going to be given a chance? You know, like I shared with you before earlier this week in our Slack, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona brought in 1.2 billion in the right. last year. Right. Billion.
1: Right. Yeah, we're going to be reporting on that later on in the show. Oh, I mean, it's sure. the... And then Arizona has a social equity program as well that's in litigation. We but can talk these, about that. You how do these poor guys point. get
2: involved though, man? Like, how do you create good rules for so the poor guy don't get fucked? I mean, I know Arizona creates that like uh we have to take the business class, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I was there when Chris Martin and his wife had to go through it and it was kind of dry and, and redundant. Like I really, right. really wish it showed them good business ethics instead of right. like
1: just like I thought it was a little like you know paternalistic you know like here's a checkbook you're like this is a balance sheet you know yeah eh, uh, yeah they do need to know it because cannabis is high finance and you know scallywags and whatnot so you know it's just one of those deals but hey man uh, one of the things that uh, cannabis doesn't really have yet is something that is in our next story so let's turn to another federal cannabis legalization news federal and state officials are actually calling for standardization uh, at a national conference that was held uh, Friday, January the 14th, it appears.
2: What?
1: Yep. Kyle Yeager. This is being reported out of the marijuana moment. And uh, it says a lot of things when you have national standards, it allows for harmony across state lines. Let's go down, uh, scroll down. Yep. All right. And so, uh, oh, this,
2: yes. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. So that that national instrument uh, a standard uh, uh, that that's the highest level you can go. That's why you know what a what a gram is. You know, it's we like all know the NIST, a, NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies. Yeah, that's 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 my uh, that's my brother and brother right there. And, and that national conference of weights and measures is another way. Of how you know it took them? I think like eight years to come down to the final new gram. You know, because now the new gram is not a mass. The new gram is like a a laser algorithm kind of crazy shit. Like you know, a theory. And it took them like a couple of years for the scientists across the nations to, to agree on like the 16th digit or something. So this is amazing that they're going to, they're, they're as, this is what I've been begging for to, for the past, like since yep. we all have been on the podcast, man, yep. Yep. lab regulation is, Pot regulation, and that's uh, even what Matthew
1: Curran, who is the food safety director of the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, he says the regulations are much needed, and the proposals have the potential to become the first national standard, not federal standards, but national standards throughout a national consensus of organizations that virtually every state taps into, and I think that is extremely important. You know, uh, simply because. Uh, I had to like update my financial models to have it have a toggle between grams per uh, square foot and pounds per light, because so many people say pounds per light because of the way that people have been growing and designing these indoor grows for so long. It's become a a unit, but
2: it's not a unit of measure. Pound per light is not a unit of measure, you know? Well, even like the gram itself, I mean, most would agree that 28.345 is a a gram, you know, or or an ounce, grams and an ounce, right? Right. Depending on what you're using, but uh i think what they're more looking at also is like you know to get that that thc value are you using chromatography or spectrometry are you are you burning it and using this formula are you you know because each one's different you know uh matter of fact stay uh till four o'clock because i messed up and was supposed to post it yesterday i talked to a lawyer in seattle and we talked about this about how there's just there needs to be a, a, a standardization and i didn't even know they there we're trying to do a federal one, which would be great. That's, you know, they're, this is, they're but, calling it. They aren't saying necessarily a
1: federal one yet because there is no, there's no federal, it's a vacuum at the federal government. Yeah, They're, they're calling for uniform and nationwide standards, uh, regardless of the jurisdiction, you know? And so if the feds aren't gonna do anything, it's great that you have like the divisions like the NIST. Is that what that is? National Institute of Se- Standards Testing? In technology. Okay. Yeah. And then there's also the NCWM, like the National Conference of Weights and Measures. These aren't elected officials and regulators that have agendas. They just want the stuff to make sense. Uh, And I do as well, because when you're trying to build these facilities, they're complex. I mean, if
2: you're going to build a greenhouse, if you're going to build an indoor, they're complex. The importance of standardization is like, like when it comes to building widgets, you know, if, if someone on the East Coast says I need a, a three-inch widget and then you give them the, the mold on, on the East Coast and they send it to you, it's going to be the same three inches, right? And that's where with cannabis, you know, what I, what I talked about, uh, if, if you catch it later on at 4 o'clock, um, you know, the only time this, we're now in the only time that someone can have a really informed opinion as consumer when it comes to cannabis, you know, like back in when I used to get it, it was more like, well, all right, let's do this. ruh it's 420
1: somewhere, everybody. Don't mean to cut Maggie off there. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Collateral Base, it's been where I work for almost two years now. And we launched it a couple years ago and we've come so far. Uh, join us on Thursday for our product town hall. We're going to be going over all sorts of stuff. We've been moving over to uh, a new, we have this new framework that they're going to use to help some of our clients. You can get the product town hall tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, and then, of course, if you haven't, you can go over to our website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, where you can uh, sign up for this particular thing that we have. Oops, that's the wrong one. That's the right one.
2: Yeah, no, but my, my rant was just going off about how we're now living in the only time where people can say yes, the the blue dream with or whatever heavy terpene does help me sleep. It does help me uh, my stomach. Uh, it helps my eye compression for glaucoma. You know, there's just. So many elements that helps out, and you know, the only way we know that is like a diary. You know, we we, we record what we're consuming, and we note. And- right,
1: and you have to, but you know, we gotta we gotta change gears, and we have to talk about something that makes absolutely no sense. Just prohibition? Oh gosh, yeah. We have to talk about prohibition and an aspect of it that makes ab- absolutely not only no sense. But it's one of those slap-in-the-face aspects of uh, prohibition that I I really am not the biggest fan of. But South Dakota governor wants marijuana activists to pay legal bill for her lawsuit that blocked legalization. Can you believe that, Miggy? Dude, that is the most effed-up gaslighting I've ever seen in my life, dude. Yeah. In effed up gaslighting news, the governor of South Dakota would like the activists to pay her legal fees for invalidating the measure that the voters voted for. Can you believe that? The voters voted for this 54 to 46 percent. And uh, Ian Fury, who is a you know it sounds like he's a marvel character to be honest but he's not he's <laughs> yeah. a spokesperson for the governor's office of south dakota and he told their argus leader which must be their uh, paper over in south dakota that the proponents of amendment a submitted an unconstitutional amendment and should reimburse de- south dakota taxpayers for the costs associated with their drafting errors can you believe that
2: test you know this and again i mean this is typical bs uh uh uh, what do you call it? Well, like totalitarian like leadership, yeah. you know, like, you know, she's not a, a governor. She's a, a totalitarian leader, but it makes, I heard years ago in 2011, when there was mass raids going through uh Montana and California, I, I saw an interview with one of these guys that got uh interviewed and he was part of the, uh the church of marijuana with a uh, uh, rich uh, Christie, Roger Christie. And as they were going and taking his stuff out of his warehouse, and and he's like, "Look, I pay taxes. Like, I try and like when I take my money, I get this means I paid for my raid. He paid like this. This this makes no sense. This this is that bullshit where where we're punishing people for just you know touching a plant, thinking about it. Like, why do you think there's some (laughs) fear mongering about
1: like (laughs) not only that they." They won this this ballot initiative and then yeah. they had to sue and then they had to rig the Supreme Court to get them to have a, a majority of win. You know, so they knew they had a conservative Supreme Court. They overturned the will of their own people, knowing that they would get it overturned for no real reason. If you read that opinion, it is not very coherent. It, right. it has an agenda, but it's not very coherent. And then to say that, you know, oh, um, that was bad faith of you to do that and you should pay. Our that's, legal bills—that's
2: the kind of stuff that, like, I don't know. I, again, I don't know legal site. No, it,
1: the only this is the rule of law when with attorneys' fees. It's called the American rule. In the American rule, you pay for every your own attorneys' fees. All right. Uh, however, if there's a contractual provision or a statutory authority uh, mm-hmm. that enables attorneys' fees, then you can ask for them to be awarded in a court. Otherwise, you ain't get attorneys' fees. You and most people don't put that on their contracts, uh, and they should. I always say put attorney's fees in your contracts, but also you'll see like lawyers, like you know uh, workers' comp or other types of lawyers, where they are very often chasing those types of attorney's fees. They'll put attorney's yeah. fees in statutes to um, ensure that that law gets enforced.
2: Well, what, what I was trying to go for though, as far as like the judicial side with with the judge that gave the the the, the double worded you know back talk that made no sense. Well, isn't there a case, though, like a federal case with with a uh, like uh, in, the, in the South with, with a with a black man that, you know, was clearly wrong as far as him going through? and I can't cite it. That's what I'm trying to say is like it's weird when you see like it's right in front of us. Like these 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 are actual effed up crimes like this judge should not have gotten away with this. Nor should right. Chris. This chick should be freaking. Getting yeah. away. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But the taxpayers are on the hook for at least
1: $142,000 in legal fees the administration paid to lawyers like myself, who used to be in court all the time, and will be in court again soon.
2: I can feel it. This cannabis is this same- industry is going to bring me back to court. Yeah. But this is the same AG that, you know, this state has the same AG, had the DUI and killed somebody and got away with it. Like, oh, gee,
1: many Christmas. That, of course, of course, the the it's the hypocrisy. Yeah, hypocrisy is so freaking deep on this, I tell you. Yeah. And the, the the poll says, the most recent South Dakota poll for Nome, her job approval, only 39% approve of her handling of the marijuana issue, and 51% disapprove. Because 54% of South Dakota voted for adult-use cannabis. And the governor is up for re-election this year.
2: Make sure you vote her out of office. Seriously, though. I mean, you get that horrible human being out. Mm-hmm. Hey, so... I'll do the a little bit of a lightning news. You know, uh, the that first dose vaccination is quadruple in Quebec ahead of uh, restrictions at liquor and cannabis stores. So, you know, they're requiring vaccines to go get your weed and your booze. And uh, you know, honestly, dude, I don't know how this is going to be controversial. Like, you smoke and drink, why not get the shot? Like, <laughs> like what do you? I mean, if you drink mostly, like, yeah,
1: yeah, it's, just, it's, it's seriously. Why aren't you going to get the shot then? And then. Uh, you're already engaging in some risky behavior. Dude, I just had you really your
2: bets before I even knew what was in it. So, I mean, like, and when I was a kid, i take pills. I didn't know what, like, you know what? It's a, let's get over it. Let's just get on with society. Everything's a shot. So, you can just like go to concerts again and not worry about wearing these damn masks. Or, you know what else you can do? You can pass the dochi
1: on the right hand side again. Remember, joints used to yes. be shared. Don't forget to smash them likes if joints used to be scared. And if you enjoy playing, name that strain. We have one for you today. There she is. It's not Mr. Merrick. And that's your home grow. Yeah. Sometimes you have to use your own home grow when you haven't had somebody go over and DM you at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram and tell them about, uh, hey, uh, why don't you use my home grow next time? For the name that strain, and so this is uh, an auto flower genetic. So there you go, it's uh, there's your hint for you from Mephesto. And so, if you guys, any meph heads out there that like the <laughs> Mephesto genetics, this is also uh, a picture of the first uh, seed I ever accidentally made. Well, yeah, one it. of them because I i i hermed this plant uh when I was growing it previously, and and there were some seeds, and so I popped one of those beans. And that's indica, right. Uh, yeah, I believe it's an indica. It's an indica leaning. But again, it is a um, it's an auto. And so autos have rudalis in it. And so that's one of the reasons why the rudalis just kind of starts going because uh, they're from Russia. And up there, they have a very small window of time. Uh, and so after they have that that window, they just they just start flowering because like by the time they would get to you know, three months, that might be the only time that they have. because you know, mm. It's that far north. You know what types of stuff can really grow, like in uh, Scandinavia. You know,
2: I don't know, but I mean, you got like Alaskan Thunderfuck. I mean, you know, places yeah, like that. The- that was
1: an indoor creation of <clears throat> stuff that was across that came, you know probably came in the '80s. Uh, yeah, but no, there's uh, some fairly good ones. And then Aaron's Windy City uh, says Nefesto Genetics are fire. They do a pretty darn good job of making some uh, some sugary stuff. I tell you what, I mean, there is some crystals on it. Uh, and it's really close to this one. It's really close to that one. The nice. three dog OG, but that's not the uh, OG that that is, but it is an OG. Um, but the, the, the animal is wrong. It's also three something OG, but they got the, uh, the, the animal wrong.
2: So I was thinking we should talk about the Forbes uh, article that came out um, last week. The one about a uh, study finds cannabis compounds prevent uh, infection by uh, COVID virus. Oh, man, I am trying to avoid algorithms, and you're just steering us right into it. we got to uh, jump into algorithm, baby, but you know what? No, yeah. We we have to also clear things up, right? Because this, this study, the this science right here, it's it, it's not like puff, puff, you're better, right? So no, cannabis is not the, you know, if you read the article, it's, it's a cannabinoid. It's, it's an acidic part, right? Yep. Is that it? Mephesta, the the three
1: bears, OG. Uh, seed actually made, uh, accidentally made by me. It still worked. Um, you know, it, it was a decent yielder. Uh, you, know, you know, it was not creme de la cam, but yeah, um, shout out to Manifesto and Aaron's Woody City, who is a member, by the way. And shout out to all the members. Thank you so much because we are not, you know, we're 18 plus. We, we talk about how to acquire uh, a, a license for a cannabis business legally, and that is a federal crime. And so, because of that, you know, it's sometimes very difficult for us to get our message out.
2: Oh, it's all the time, dude. Yeah. It's all the time. It's all so the time. We, we, that's why I share the booty pics pages.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, that did get a lot of activity, but let's talk more about the strain of the day. This is Three Bears OG by Mephisto Genetics, an autoflowering cross of Bear OG, Karma's OG Cut, mm. and Triangle Cush. So, yes, uh, it is an indica. Uh, the Indicadomus strain is pungent, flavorful buds with smaller, more manageable size plant. That's very true. These were uh, what I would almost characterize as dwarf plants, uh, but uh- i screwed it up on certain aspects i had the roots too cold uh, mephesto genetics describes three bears og as a cornerstone to their artisanal collection blending the best of their fabled og kush with a compact controllable growth structure three bears og is approximately a 70 day growth cycle and offers effects that stimulate the appetite or le- while leading the body towards sleep so that is the name that strain if you want to play next week you know hey should they email you uh, weed pics or something uh, hit, hit him
2: on Instagram. I get hit up on Instagram all the time. Email me. great What's your Instagram at? I'm, I'm at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. Are you at Miggy420? Miggy420 lives because uh, I my account was deleted. The original. Oh, account. that's how real you are. You're like yeah, Beard right.
0: Bros. Beard <laughs> Bros
2: went down. Poor Beard Bros. Down. That's but that, you know that would, yeah. I mean, it sucks like how when you get deleted, there's no recourse. There's no one to go back. Well, that's one of the
1: thing. One of the reasons why I believe was because of that algorithm. I was trying to steer clear of that Forbes article, and it wasn't about uh, the consumption of it. It was unless it was in decarboxylated form. You still needed the THCa or the CBDa. It wasn't the uh, decarb stuff that people like to inhale
2: yeah yeah no I, that, that's the whole point I was trying to get away it was this just a uh, uh, it's not a smoke it and you're now immune to it. It's not you know and that's what this really shows' it's it's a it's a, it's a cannabinoid. it's an early one I believe too. Oh uh, yeah,
1: they might have had like a CBG because you know, CBG is usually like the the prede, uh, the predecessor, but it's not really a predecessor because like it just it turns into it over yeah. time and additional chemistry, which I'm not very good with. So anyway, yeah. let's make sure that we continue this cavalcade of cannabis legalization news and we go on to our next story. It's, this one's pretty good, though. This is one of those stories that you like to read about and you just hope that it doesn't end up in a lawsuit and invalidated by the Ohio Supreme Court in a few years. But Ohio yes. marijuana legalization campaign has added more signatures. This is out of the Associated Press, Columbus, Ohio, a group seeking to legalize marijuana possession and cultivation. In Ohio submitted nearly 30,000 additional signatures, according to state officials, in an effort to put the issue in front of lawmakers this year.
2: That's ex- excellent. I, I'm so happy that, you know, Ohio might get a chance. You know, and you guys need to keep pushing back, you know, and so does South Dakota. So does South Dakota.
1: Yeah. But earlier this month, it looked like the group might not get the nearly 133,000 signatures needed for Thursday's deadline after the Ohio Secretary of State said the group was about 13,000 signatures short as of January 3. So they should be over it. Now, they still have to verify those signatures. And people can always say, oh, that's not really his signature. Who's this Bert Lancaster cat, you know, or like. Well,
2: you, you know, know, they're these digging through these. That are fake. Yeah. For sure, though, you know they're 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 giving these extra scrutiny. Yeah, and they still have to verify them. And the coalition list
1: initially sent two hundred six thousand signatures, but only a hundred and twenty thousand were valid. So Damn. I tell you, there's that voting fraud that we hear so much about, right? <laughs> uh, but it's good news. Keep fighting the good fight, Ohio. I want to see that bill uh, or that law have to go to the lawmakers. There are a lot of medical cannabis facilities in Ohio relative to the Illinois uh, uh, concentrations that we have. They have more dispensaries. They have like 100. uh, After this, you're going to have 131. And that's not bad, uh, you know, because they're putting another 73 out. Shout out to uh, the, what is the medical marijuana provider in Ohio? I think it's the Ohio Department of Health, maybe. Uh, And so they are going to conduct a lottery on January 27th to hand out another 73 medical marijuana dispensaries.
2: I forget that you guys, your city's bigger than mine, and you've been in a stalemate with your uh, uh, market. Like, we have way more <laughs> than we need in farms, you know what I mean? Like, it just blows my mind how our population's lower, but we have way more, and it's sustainable. <laughs> you guys, when you guys blossom one day, it's going to be so beautiful.
1: <laughs> mm, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but then it can be very difficult to get a cannabis license in uh, various areas of the world. Uh, including in your neck of the woods. And if it is, you should smash the likes and subscribes and tune in, go to our workshops. We're going to have a webinar on Thursday and then uh, probably do our first social equity workshop for the cannabis business aspect next Thursday. And then we'll just keep doing them so we can help people out. But it's long odds to try to get into a cannabis license, depending on like even New Jersey would be difficult to get a cannabis license. Yeah. And, uh, and so in your jurisdiction, it is, it's like impossible to get one where you're at. You have to go buy
2: one, okay. you know? No, that, that's it. or wait waiting for something to magically happen where they open up, which, you know, there's all this talk about social equity. I just, again, I don't have faith in my state, let alone the federal government getting the shit together. Like, like, I mean, it's amazing when things do happen. Right. And it's always going to happen locally. Right. I, I never saw a 502 really passing, uh, at least it got a lot of good momentum, the, the, the point is, and problem is, it all takes money. It all takes money to campaign. It takes money to get those signature gatherers out there. takes you know? money to grow that pound indoors. It takes money to grow that pound outdoors. <laughs> all of that, man. But you mm-hmm. know what's cool, though? Uh, Michigan, I got a story here from Michigan. Oh. Uh, cannabis where... company sells weed and milk carton uh, packaging for a good cause. Oh, really? So these guys are giving a dollar for every uh, milk carton to our favorite... Uh, 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 501c3, and that's Freedom Grow. Oh, they're giving it to Freedom Grow forever. That's great. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to these guys. And I also have it on good word that, um, Freedom Grow is doing a thing with Burner. It's not been announced yet, but I oh, guess good. he's in favor. You know, Kristen talked to Kristen and she's like, Burner loves them. And I'm like, I love to hear that these big names are supporting the seriously grassroots endeavors, you know, yeah. like, like giving
1: money to prisoners that are in there's commissary because nobody wants to eat tamale day. Come on guys. You got to go help some freedom grow forever. I mean, there's some good um, charities that are out there. And then if you have extra money sitting around and you're looking for a place that can do some good, you know, help that guy out. Cause
2: I mean, commissaries prisons. Yeah. yeah. You, you email uh, toothpaste, basic necessities. I just dropped my kid off in college and had to go buy him toilet paper and shit. And, you, st- you know, I see like that's kind of expected for college, but like incarceration, really? You got to buy your own teepee? That's crazy. Like, where else are they going to shit? <laughs> Seriously.
1: Yeah. Seriously. I just don't understand why they charge them all that money and then they're in there for what? Weed? Okay. Weed. Who's in charge here? Oh, yes. crap. But, you know, back to Ohio, let's talk a little bit more about you know, yeah. if the petition is going to be successful. Ohio lawmakers will then have four months to decide whether to take up the issue. If they don't mm. act, then the group can get the issue on a statewide ballot in November by getting another 133,000 signatures. So if you're an organizer in Ohio trying to get those signatures, we got to have you on the show, man. We got to help people get involved so they, so they can legalize Ohio. Um, and let's see. There is... Who's the petition what's the name of the petition coming from the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol i believe is what it actually is called so we have to go find out this coalition get them on the show and help them get you know what's going to happen they're going to have four months and so this petition seeks to allow adults 21 and older to buy and possess 2.5 ounces of marijuana and grow up to six plants per house i'm sorry six plants per person and 12 plants per household Yes, Ohio is about to get lit. That's great. That is a, a decent uh, possession limit for uh, purchased cannabis. And then, of course, I don't really consider possession limits for cultivated for uh, home use cannabis.
2: Yeah. Not wow, that's outstanding. I'm really stoked for Ohio. One day we will be in the United States. One day. <laughs> One day. I'm not sure when it's going to be. Well, it's definitely not going to be for this guy, though. So the, the story that Laura sent us, uh-huh. uh, the feds won't release uh, Jay, uh, Jay Z and Team Rock feds won't release weed offender due to leftover chicken. This is a what? horrible story, yeah. So, Alex Spiro is making one thing clear he said, in case it's a matter of broker system he, that doesn't view Valen Viles as a human being. So, this gentleman, uh, Valen Viles, uh, let's see, uh, he left over chicken. So Jay's uh, team Rock is taking up the cause of a guy named Valen Viles, who's serving 20-year prison sentence for intent to distribute with more than a ton of marijuana. Ah, that's nothing. Viles was convicted in 2007. Reached out to Jay Z asking for help. Uh, Spiros, uh, so he meets the terms for compassionate release, but they won't release him because he stole chicken for like leftovers, like because he was hungry. It's like <laughs> Jean, Jean Valjean's shit, you know? Like, you know, this
1: is uh, lay miss, right? And so. Seriously. Uh, He's stealing some bread to feed his family, and you throw
2: him in the slink. What the hell is that? Give him a job, you know? And, and then, you know, the reason why people are selling weed is so they can feed their families, right? Like, right on, Michael. Right on. But, yeah, I just, uh, you know, that that kind of shit is just so egregious to me, though. And I, I I just can't believe, like, it gets so petty where, yeah, it's like Lays-Murub in, in a federal pen. What the hell? Yep.
1: Yep, that is something else. Uh, let's turn this over to some some amazing sales data that we're oh, yeah. reporting out of Arizona. Arizona cannabis sales is 1.2 billion in just 11 months of 2021. So, um, uh, Arizona sales continue on an upward tra- trajectory in 2021, with the Arizona Department of Revenue reporting more than 1.23 billion and combined cannabis sales through the first 11 months of the year. I just can't believe that it's such a barn burner out there.
2: I just can't believe it's still so hard, though, for social equity applicants to get involved in that scene. Like, it's just, uh, you know, and again, I, this is the markets are going to be, uh, we call it, uh, monopolies for a while. until right. so we're federally, you know, each state by state, there's going to be limited licenses, and people got to figure out how to get in there. Right. Unless you're in New Mexico, right? Then everybody can fly? Well, no,
1: but then, yes, in New Mexico, everybody can apply and then you can still get through. But there's rules. And so I like how there's rules and then you have to be compliant with everything. And then you also have to have the uh, cojones to actually go and try to get an open a license. Uh, That's that's great. But then I don't know how complete the application is for a New Mexico license in the sense that some licensed applications are more check the box. And it looks like New Mexico is more around that. Arizona is definitely a check-the-box state.
2: Yeah, it just took Chris the longest time, Chris Martin, you know, a friend Chris Martin, to, just to get into the system, even though he was so much of a social equity applicant, you know, he was premier, right. served well, time. But now he only has a shot,
1: though, right? He doesn't have um, – if there's no certainty, it's like a lottery that he has to win now, right?
2: Yeah, well, no, well, they won it already because they were doing a social equity. I when I visited him and, and when I came through, uh-huh. they, they were actually doing these Zoom classes of like it was like a PowerPoint, dry, yeah, just say you were there type right. thing. And uh, but yeah, so they, they already had it, they were there, they won it,
1: I guess. Okay, all right, that's awesome. If they are, so they have a license and now they're just going to open,
2: yeah, yeah, he's got a store, he's got a, a um. Well, I think he's into the edibles, you know, he's a chef. So he likes to, so they do the CBD and he's trying to get into the market. I'm not sure really, he's so spread out, dude. I I can't even follow some of these people sometimes, like how many levels of business they create, but I'm proud of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, They have to, I mean, you have to hustle until you can get your money, like pretty much right. And then uh, you just do it because you like it. Well, and, and that's the thing too, right? So the hustle part, right? Where that's the same the thing about the cannabis industry. For all people who have done time and, and are have been convicted, is because they were punished for being good at something. They were punished at being good farmers or good salesmen or good transporters. You know, they create. You know, I mean, there's other names for these guys than bad guys. You right. know, they, they, there's industries now in these states that they're store owners. Right. You know, so look at this though. I mean, like. We're talking real
1: money. Damn Taxes collected in November for recreational cannabis sales were 5 million and uh, 5 million. So essentially 20, no wait, 5 million for rec sales, 5 million for medical sales for those types of collect, uh, uh, cannabis taxes. But then also the excise tax was 10.1 million. So 20.2 million dollars goes into Arizona's government on a monthly basis thanks to its cannabis industry. Isn't that fantastic? And then how do they spend that money? Well, one-third is dedicated to community college and provisional community colleges. Frickin' awesome. I mean, way to go, Arizona, for paying for your education. 31% to public safety, police, fire department, fire districts, and first responders. That's also a good usage of money. I mean, think yeah. about that. The public safety is getting funded in Arizona. 25% for the Arizona Highway User Revenue Fund. Great. Fixing the roads. And 10% to the Justice Reinvestment Fund. Even got some social equity on there that's going to be helping those communities disproportionately impacted by marijuana arrests and criminalization. That's how you do it.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, that's a, it's a good infrastructure. But unfortunately, Arizona's got shitty weed. Well, I mean, I Illinois, if once
1: they allow 185 dispensaries and 40 craft grows are already out of the gate and, and uh, they're working to get stood up and then they announce another 60 out of the gate and get them stood up, I mean, they're going to be scrambling for a bit because uh, those people applied for those licenses and they were ready to go and then COVID took over like two years ago. And so like how, can you imagine if you had like a plan for something and then two years later, it comes to like, okay, now you have to go oh. do it, or
2: oh, we lost. You know? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I when I the weed I tried there, it wasn't that good. But I think too, the you know they, they don't have that grower culture yet, which they'll get. I mean, as they do more business like this and create you know big revenue and, and grid infrastructure, you're going to draw more people to come to your state. Like Arizona, I loved Arizona when I was there, but it's also kind of a shithole. <laughs> It's all so, what it's kind of a shithole. I mean there was like it just needed like a lot of infrastructure. Uh, it was so hot and uncomfortable sometimes, but uh like I was in Tucson and, and had, I loved it there, but uh I mean more infrastructure will so create more Because there's not many jobs there, right? There's border patrol, uh what's a desert? Yeah, that's I'm saying. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean once they get their grower culture there, because they need more water and need more soil manipulation, like I think there's not many options out there. It's a damn desert. But mm. it is beautiful though. I mean, it's a good good place to smoke weed when you
1: get it. Sounds like it's a warm place to smoke weed and right now I could go and sunny cuz it's uh it's the coldest and darkest portion of the Illinois year. That's where my my, my bones and start start to ache just randomly like I'll have something that hurts yeah. and I'll be like that's why people move to Arizona. Cuz yeah. then you don't have those types of random aches and it's like, well, I don't want to be in Arizona after April. And you don't have to, you just freaking leave, you know. And then, uh, that's it's one of the nice things about having an online business.
2: Well, I would love to have it really you can call them snowbirds. So, people who have it like that, they travel just in the winter and they come back to Washington. And it's like right now, I should be doing stuff outside. It's been dry for three days, but it's cold. It's cold. I don't want to go cold. outside.
1: <laughs> what is cold in Washington and Seattle? I didn't think, I think our definitions of cold are slightly different. It's 42 degrees here, it's 42. Yeah. I snowblowed to get into the office today. Like I had a, oh, a snowblowder. It was about four inches of snow. And, uh, and and so we got that on Saturday. And then it's supposed to be in the single digits uh, come Thursday. But it will be 42
2: degrees tomorrow. And that'll be our warmest it's been in like three weeks. If I can hang out in a t-shirt and shorts for more than five minutes, I, I start getting a little nipply and bitchy. <laughs> want go outside. awesome well i don't think
1: we got any more stories wait, i got
2: one more that I, I i got this one that i think wait a second is this the international okay. news we already do that do we, i don't do know we already did that one but this which, is uh do we have what type is it
1: because we have all these bumpers we haven't used industrial hemp type news okay industrial hemp type news let's uh let's do this one then
2: Yeah, i like that one this is gonna be a good one dude. check this one out so texas a m in their article uh they are making hemp without delta 9. like it blew my mind they're, they're, they 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 crossed the threshold in their, in their in their in their their procedure so farmers can look forward to a future in which in their industrial hemp crops have optimal phenotypic and trait characters including the potential to completely eliminate the expression of delta 9 tc I mean this is both scary and and amazing for hemp farmers but uh yeah, Texas A&M they figured out you know, we're making ways closer to get rid of the Delta 9. Dude, I think this is also potentially dangerous too. Just the fact that we, you know, this threshold, this this this, you know, hemp and marijuana are the same. We still are this legal ignorance is what this is.
1: You know, it's compliance, and it's compliance for no real um, sensible reason, you know. Uh, I, I thought the definition of, like, a ratio standard makes a lot more sense. Like, if it's a ratio of 20 to 1, it should be considered hemp. I, like if we're going to look at the seeds and, like, look at the genetics and yeah. say, hey, how about we make a, a call based on this? And Nope. Arbitrary line in the sand.
2: Must comply with this, you know. Well, that's the thing. People got confused when they call it Indian hemp, Indian rope. In in marijuana, you know, this whole name game that we do with it. And it's just like, look, there's this plant, like tomatoes. You like Roma tomatoes. You like steam house. One, you want more fun. One is good for making cotton out of, you know, like there's, you know, it's, it's like an animal, right? We just, there's
1: so many different flavors. I mean, because yeah. like with the THC varietals, you can have uh, energetic, fruity, like, you know, fun type of uh, activity weed. You can also have sleep, have pain, want couch lock, you know, uh, rest weed. You can also have anxiety. Like now, we can start to get into the balanced t- strains, you know, the one to one ratios or the twenty one ratios. Uh, and so, those high CBD cultivars now you're actually have other type of medicinal benefits that you're getting from them. It's great.
2: Yeah, I just feel that this is scientifically dangerous when it comes to the definition of a plant. And now you're this is going to be if they perfect this type of hemp without. Delta nine, then this is going to be the new normal. You know what I mean? This is just ridiculous. You know, it's not natural and it's going to limit genetics, I think, in the future. unfortunately. Right. right. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll still be here in the future. You know, well, I
1: do want to give a shout out to all of the people that watch and who also listen in their cars. You know, if you're going to review us an Apple uh, podcast, that'd be sweet. Uh, again, you're supposed to market five stars and then roast one of us. In the review like tell us how bad we are like we just we, we breathe too much that's been reviews that i've gotten before it's hilarious it's like, you guys breathe too much when you're Try talking
2: to asmr much. man
1: oh yeah we should I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that would get us uh, flagged for something.
2: No, that's the breathing right there. I'm yeah. trying to give you ASMR at the same time besides being fat. and then out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, um, I'm not sure if we are, I guess we might have the news on Wednesday and then uh, there are some guests that will be coming on the show. And then I have been meaning to do scripted stuff, but it's just been busy at the mill, you know.
2: Yeah, no, it, it's what it is, man. But, uh, yeah, this is great. Everybody joined us. And, uh, well, man, we almost hit 200 today. And, you know, we'll hit another 2K at the end of the week when this is, you know, that's how we did it. And so, Let's
1: see. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Shout cool. out to all the members. See you next time. We're almost at 195 right now. Look at that.
2: That That's awesome, dude. It's
1: not bad. People do like to tune in.
0: Even this guy. He should (laughs) uh, should subscribe for more videos. You should. And and donate.